listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. tonight i said are you doing okay or tonight come on there's a lot of needs tonight isn't there a lot of people who are hurt and going through a lot of things but i'm so glad that if god's touching them and god's touching her and god's touching him there's still enough of god for me and there's still enough it's not like we're dividing god up and we can only have a percentage because he's gone here hey every one of us has a hundred percent of god isn't that wonderful because the Bible says it's Christ in us. He's living inside of us. And He is a treasure that lives inside of us. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for the opportunities we're seeing in our church. 9 and 11. We had a great Sunday. And I know there were so many people missing Sunday. We don't know where you were. But you better be here this week or we're going to come and find you. And it's not going to be pretty. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not going to be pretty. We're going to hunt you down. We're going to find you. But no, come on, you need to be in the house. because There's more choices, less excuses. And we want people to be here and, and just to be a part of it. It's an opportunity for you to serve and worship. Or worship and serve. And, and we're looking for great opportunities for you to be a part of that. So, so we're just excited. Kelly's been saying to me probably a number of times, probably ten times over the last week. She said, if anyone is complaining or upset about it, she said, then they must be crazy. She said, because the church, the whole church should love it. That the fact that we're now giving them two opportunities to be in the house. And we're hearing great results and thoughts from people. A lady came by today and says, wow, I love the two services. You know, I work till 7.30 in the morning. That would give me a couple of hours to go home and sleep and still be back here by 11. So, hey, we'll see if that happens. If not, then, hey, someone else is going to be here at 11. But we're just excited. Let me give you a praise report. We had a young lady who just came by 11 o'clock on Sunday, gave her heart to the Lord Sunday morning. Isn't that fantastic? Absolutely fantastic. And that's what it's all about. We want to see, I want to see at least 10 people getting saved every week. I think that's a reasonable goal for us to really set that we're looking between 30 and 40 people a month that are giving their hearts to Christ. And I want to see that. But in order for that to happen, guess what? You've got to invite people and bring them to church. You've got to invite them and bring them to church. Like someone said, our facility may not catch people's eye when they drive down Florida, but no matter where we're buried and where we are, it doesn't stop you from inviting people to church. You can use the excuse and say, well, people didn't know where we were. No, the reason people don't know where we're at is because you're not telling them hello so make sure you're getting on the blower did you used to call that the blower the phone get on the old telly blow it up and and tell some people pete's with me he's he's on there and then tell some people text email beg be outside their house honking the horn at 8 30 in the morning if they're early birds if not 10 30 and just have a great time in the house amen 
So we're really excited. I want to really just touch on something real quick, and then I want us to break into groups. I want to talk about the power of vision again tonight. We talked about vision Sunday morning, and we're going to be talking about great things this Sunday. A great series coming up in November, by the way. We're going to be talking about living clean in a dirty world. Um, so there's going to be some great thoughts that you need to grasp a hold of, how we can live clean in a dirty world. But tonight I want to talk again about the power of vision. You know, Sunday we presented vision as this, something that's bigger than you, but something that requires you. Think about that. Vision is something that's bigger than you. We have a vision for this church that goes beyond what you just see right now. This is just the tip of the iceberg of what we see. So we've got a vision of the greatness that God wants to do in this church. But it may be bigger than us, but it's not beyond us. What do you mean, Pastor Philip? Because it requires us. If it's only a list of things without people, a vision is just a list of plans and words. But when people come together, guess what? Vision becomes reality. It needs your input. It needs your help. Or as we like to call it, your service. We need you to serve. We need your service. We're in the process right now, and I don't want to talk too much about it, but we're in the process right now of writing an incredible new series for our church called I Connect. I Connect is going to be a three-week series that we're going to take our whole church through, those who want to be involved in any level of ministry in the church, we're going to ask that that would be the next step for them into the ministry. Why? Because we're going to be sharing with every person who comes through this door, through the iConnect course, what is our vision, but we don't just stop at vision, how I serve and how I commit. It's the iConnect course. And it's going to be absolutely phenomenal teaching people how through vision they can be involved. And as a result, that involvement can cause them to make the proper commitments. And we're trying to do everything we can to get people to be a part of what we truly believe God has given us in our hearts. If I was to stand here tonight and share with you the entire vision that God has given to me, you would be afraid. You'd be scared. Why? Because it scares me and God gave it to me. Why? Because it's so beyond where I think we are and how are we going to get there. It's going to require a lot of money to get there. Anyone know what I mean? New buildings, new facilities, a lot of input, a lot of money, a lot of things, a lot of people, a lot of work, a lot of energies. One of the things that God's laid upon my heart is one day we're going to have a medical clinic can look right now and say, how are we going to do that? We don't even have a doctor. I don't know, but I know the vision that God's given me. But you see, how we get there is one step at a time. The same way you eat an elephant is the same way you eat at a pizza. And that is this, you take one bite at a time. May take a little bit longer, but it's just the same process. And so the vision is great. The vision is grand, but don't just sit back and wait for it to happen. Make it happen. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, make it happen. You see, that's the power of vision. We can give you a cause, but then you can rally behind that cause. And the power of vision is one can accomplish some. Two can accomplish some more, but three can accomplish a whole lot. So think what happens when we all come together. That's the power of vision. The power of vision. I want you, if you would tonight, to turn with me to Mark chapter 10. In the Word of God, I'm just going to read a few verses. Mark 10, 46 through 52. Mark 10, 46 through 52 says these words. 
Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, and blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timnus, sat by the road begging. A lot of you have heard this story of blind Bartimaeus from Mark chapter 10, 46 through 52. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, you son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good cheer, rise, Jesus is calling you. He is calling you. Verse 50, throwing his garment aside, he arose and came to Jesus. Haven't got time to preach tonight, but that's a statement of faith right there. He said, I'm leaving my old life and I'm moving on. I don't need to be a beggar anymore. I'm leaving my past behind. What an incredible picture of salvation. The past is gone and I'm going for the newness of life. Verse 51, so Jesus answered and said unto him, What do you want me to do for you? The most loaded question that has ever been asked. Because he could have asked anything at that time and Jesus would have given it to him. Jesus had an open-ended question. What is it you want me to do? I'll do anything. What do you need? And the man said to him, Rabboni, Jesus, leader, teacher, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well or whole. You're now complete. He didn't just receive a physical healing that night. He received a spiritual healing too. Forgiveness came into his life. And here's what I want you to focus on tonight. The next few words of the story, Jesus said to him, go your way. Jesus said, go home and tell everyone is basically what Jesus said. You just go home and just give glory to God. But notice what he did. And immediately, yes, he received his sight. But what did he do? He followed Jesus on the road. Really, this whole story here is a type or typology of salvation. How in sin we were blind. And in sin we had no hope. But through a cry of desperation, a cry and coming to Jesus, the question was asked, what do you need? And then there was forgiveness, and not only spiritually, but there's also physical healing that can take place in our lives. So we see all of that. So it's really almost a picture of our salvation experience, what happened. But what was the end of the story? The end of the story is this. Because his life had been so imparted, because his life had been so impacted, because his life had been so transformed, because he saw, because he saw things that he'd never seen before, because he was blind, what did he do? He followed Jesus. I don't want to give away too much because I'm going to teach on this on Sunday. We're going to talk about what it means to really follow Jesus. But notice, really, I can imagine what he said. Jesus probably said to him, no, you go the other way. And he says, no, I'm coming with you. I can imagine reading between the lines what Bartimaeus said, because he's not blind anymore. He used to be blind, Bartimaeus. Now he's just Bart. He's just Bart for his friends, or Maeus, whatever you want to call him. Okay? But guess what? I believe he said, hold on a second, you don't understand. Nothing's too much, nothing's too small. As a result of his life being changed, he had a whatever-it-takes mentality. God, I want to follow you. I want to do whatever you need me to do. Think about the culture of church. Think about the vision of this house. If we have people that says, whenever you need me, I'll be there. Whatever you require me to do, I'm there. Whatever it takes. Think about the culture or the environment. Think about the power of people coming together under that vision. 
Come on, we, we desire in this house to see people's world collide with God's. You know what it says in John 3.16? God so loved the world that he what? He sent his son. Heaven what? Collided with this earth. Heaven came down and collided with the sin of mankind, giving us hope. Our desire is to see people's world so transformed, so turned around by the power of God. And that's the message that we must preach and teach. Creating a culture where anything is possible when worlds collide. But what needs to happen? People need to be involved in that. People need to be a part of that. That's the power of vision. I want to once again present our vision statement to you tonight. And in a few minutes, we're going to discuss it more in the small groups. But here's our vision statement. Here's what we are in a nutshell. Heartseeds Family Life Church is where life, love, and purpose is. Come on, let's say that together. Heartseeds Family Life Church is where life starts, love happens, and purpose is revealed. Come on, let's say it one more time. Heartseeds Family Life Church is where life starts... Love happens and purpose is revealed. I believe every one of you who have come through these doors can say amen, amen, amen. Come on, I believe there's some testimonies. We're going to hear some of those tonight in small groups. I encourage you, get ready. We want to hear your testimony about how life started, how love happens, and how your purpose has now taken on new meaning. In other words, guess what? Life starts, love happens, purpose is revealed means Heartseeds Family Life Church is a safe place for you and your family. It's a safe place where you can invest your life. It's a safe place where you can come together. As I said on Sunday, life starts at salvation. I mean, the only place you can start with life is salvation, but it continues into every area of our lives. How many knows that Jesus didn't just die for us spiritually? He died for us physically. He died for us emotionally. Come on. He died for us in every aspect and area of our lives mentally. That's why when we have healing services in this church, it's not just about those who need to be healed from cancer. That's a great need. But we pray for those who've got a broken heart. Emotionally, they are distraught. In fact, a lot of you people who are addicts, who are dealing with hurts, habits, and hang-ups, most of that is not physical. It's emotional. It's mental. It's a brokenness inside that has triggered those things. And we believe that life starts with Jesus. Life starts at salvation, which also means, guess what? I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a better person at my home, my work, my school, to my parents, to my spouse, to my neighbors. I'm just going to be a better person all around. Why? Because that's what salvation does. Jesus never leaves you the same. He changes your life. Salvation should be seen in every area of your life. Why? Because that word salvation literally means a turnaround. Repentance is to turn around. There's a transformation. There's a change. And it's going to affect all of you. And that's where church comes in to help you in that process. Let me say it this way. When you're saved, you're saved. You've got to understand that. Listen to what I'm saying. When you give your life to Christ, you are never more saved than the day you give your life to Christ. You can't turn around and say, I've been saved 30 years and I am more saved than what I was. No. All you have to do is cry out and that's your ticket into heaven. But guess what happens? Yes, you give your life to Christ and you're saved, but the Bible speaks that we have to go through a process called sanctification. Say that with me, sanctification. That means God cleaning us up. 
That means God's cleaning up things in our lives, that he's rubbing off or knocking off some of the rough edges. Anyone had any rough edges that God's kind of still working on and God's dealt with a few, but there's still some? How many are glad that God puts some people in your life that are called spiritual sandpaper? And they just kind of rub you up the wrong way a little bit, but God's just using them to knock some edges off of you and just to, just to do all these things. So guess what? The process of sanctification is cleaning up. It's a purifying process for your life where the rough edges, as I said, are knocked off. And we're still all in that process. Some of us may be further along than others, but we're still in the process. But here is the goal of sanctification. The goal of sanctification is to make us more in the image of God. That's what we're teaching here in this church. No one's perfect, but guess what? Together, our goal is we want to be made in the image of God. So there's some things in my life that is not the image of God. Can I hear an amen or an oh my? Are you amening because of my life or amening because of your life? Just checking right there. I was getting a complex that you're all like, yeah, amen, brother. (laughs) And that's for one of the reasons why I believe so much in the power of the local church. That's why I believe about being involved, being there, being a part. Because to be part of church, to be part of a vision will help bring sanctification to your life. Why? Because when the Word of God is taught, things happen in your life. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You need to be under the teaching and preaching of the Word of God. It's vital for your future, your growth, your development, your salvation. I truly believe that you be a partaker in vision. Be part of the body of Christ. Be an active and faithful member in a church. Get planted so your roots can grow down and your fruit can begin to be produced in your life. I believe one of Satan's greatest achievements today is bouncing Christians. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a bouncing Christian? What do I mean by a bouncing Christian? You know, the kind of person you say to them, so where do you go to church? Well, actually, we go here and we go there and we're kind of trying this out and we're trying. That's a bouncing Christian. How many knows any bouncing Christians? Kind of bouncing around, okay? Looking for what? Well, we're looking is what they'll say. How many have heard people say, well, we're looking for a church? You know what they're looking for? They're looking for something that's going to suit their needs. You've got to be careful with that. Because here's the problem. Too many, to, to too many people, church is a place. Let me explain that. Can I hold that thought? Church is a place. To most, it's a building bricks, mortar, and a destination. What do most people say? We go to church. What do you do? I go to church. But here's the problem with that thinking. It gives us a consumer mindset which says or thinks and pollutes others in the process, which is saying, I'm looking for a church that meets my needs. I need a good church that will help me. Listen, in just going to church, we miss the main point, and that is this. We are called to be his church. Come on, Pete got that. No one else did. If you are a consumer mentality where say, I just go to church, you're missing the whole point. The whole point is this. I am the church. God called me to be his church. Come on. Don't just go to church, be his church. God, church is God's chosen vehicle to meet people's true needs. And how does he do that? By using other people like you and I. God uses us to meet the needs of others. 
An expert in the law one day came to Jesus and asked him. You can read the story in Matthew 22. We haven't got time tonight. Begin in verse 36. And the teacher said to Jesus, what's the most important commandment? And here's what Jesus told him. Jesus told him, first, love God. And second, love people as you love yourself. And Jesus went on to say by doing these two things, loving God and loving others. Jesus said by doing those two things, guess what? You fulfill the whole law. The whole law. The whole law. You see, church is a place where you can do both of those things. Think about it. Church is a place where you can love God and you can touch other people. That's so powerful. Church is a great place. I can love God. I can give myself to God and I can also give myself to others. Erwin McManus said, the church doesn't exist for us. We are the church and we exist for the world. Think about that. Church doesn't exist for you. I'm just trying to find that perfect. I'm just trying to find my needs. Hold on. It's about loving God and touching other people. A consumer mentality, you see. That's what we've got to be very careful because we're not consumers. We're called to be producers. Called to be produced and not taken. Come on. Are you with me tonight? God's called us to give, to be a producer, not to be a taker. And the Bible says, but in giving you will. But God says, in giving you rule. Receive. And giving you'll get back. Loving God and touching other people. We've got to be very careful because people want church to fit them where the reality is this. Church doesn't fit us or doesn't exist for us, but we are the church and we exist for the world. Church is a place to belong and a place where you can believe. And as I said, not to be the consumer, but to be a producer. I'm passionate about church and I've got to shut up because my time is gone. I I could talk for days on church. I love church. I love the body of Christ. I love being part of God's chosen vehicle. Think about that. God's chosen vehicle. What an awesome privilege it is to be in the church. That's why we have a vision. That's why we're creating a culture because we want people to be a part of what God is doing because together we can touch a whole lot more. Come on, we super spiritualize everything. We super spiritualize everything. There's nothing wrong with being spiritual. But you know the Bible says you can be too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. You've got to find a balance in your life. Some churches are so super spiritual, they place themselves out of the league of everyone else. They make it think that you've got to be so perfect to get there. You know what, church is not about perfection. Because if that was the case, there wouldn't be church. Because none of us are perfect. Church is about come as you are. Let God sanctify you. Let God clean you up. Let God give you life. And that's what we've got to realize. Being a part of God's chosen vehicle, the power of the local church. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless. Yeah.